Hey everyone, on this episode of the Game Changers podcast, I have a very special guest, very uh, important person in my life, who I call a mentor, a friend, even though he's 2,500 miles away from me, uh, but his blood is from Philly. Uh, he lives now in the desert in, uh, in the Phoenix area. Uh, shout out to uh, my main man, hip hop artist, pastor. Good man, father, uh, my man, Elevate, Carlos Garcia. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing well. I was trying to figure out who you were talking about, seeing if there was anyone else here. Nah, man, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm saying, man. How you doing? Man, I'm man? very honored. I'm doing well, man. Very honored to be here. Very honored uh, to be a part of this, man. Cool, man. Listen, man, so you just you came out with an album a couple months ago, man, and I really want to talk about this album, man. Lyrically is a beast of an album and I just I'm so Thank honored you. and I'm privileged to be able to chat with you about it Talk with you about just certain lyrics certain things what you were saying um, Really just go through this album, but also hear your story hear your back end and you know what? Okay. Um, before we get started, I, I want to get started with the first intro of the track and then I'm gonna just follow up with some questions If that's cool with you Nah, let's do it. All right, man. Let's vibe to this Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb who's seated on the throne. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are holy. Lord, you are majestic, God. And I thank you for this opportunity to come before you, God. I thank you for allowing me to approach your throne of grace, Lord, so that I can declare your majesty, so I can declare your glory in Jesus' name. I'm so sick of myself, I know you're sick of this show. Plus something that's within me is afflicted in health. I'm listening to your spirit and I'm gripping for help Communicating for your presence to be shifted and felt Forgive me for all my limits and the inches I found When the touch of your hand is just a gift in itself I admit to myself, my selfish ways is visible stealth When your glory's to be priority to live and just dwell In me, around me, surround me, let your waters just drown me You found me, bow down, the truth is that your presence astounds me I got no crowns, my pride not found My knees is in position, they listen to touch ground my tears obeying gravity, oh. happily, tragedy, all disappearing at the thought of your majesty, reaction of anatomy, Woo. your manifestation is matches in every mm. way, so my praise is a natural reaction. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you wow. are worthy what of all poet, praises. Man. What a poet. Woo. Mm. My tears is weighing gravity. Oh my goodness, man. Wow, mm. my brother. Yo, let me ask you, man. I mean... When, when I spoke to you about this album a while ago, and I knew this project has been going on for, for a while, this is what a couple yeah. years in the making, and you were Absolutely. going back you were going back and forth with this album and the title and what was the vision for it, and then you came up with the title with you. Um, why you why, why did you come up with this title? What, what was it about this title for this album that gravitated? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh having that title to the album it, it changed literally maybe two weeks before the album got released um the original title for the album was called audience of three and uh the 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 thing that i was going for the concept of the album is what if there was a one uh, a one-man show which was me and that the audience is just the father the son and the holy spirit and what type of interaction would that be and so um, that was the title for the longest time. And um, 
you know, after hearing the album and it's two weeks or three weeks before it's coming out, I'm like, this album is so intimate. This album is about being with the Father, being in the presence of, of Jesus, uh, being intimate with the Holy Spirit. Um, why don't I just call it with you? Like, that's what it's all about. It's all about just being with God. Um, that's what this whole entire project has been about. And so, you know, I ran it by a few people. They were like, I'm good with it. It sounds good. It matches the tone of the album. And so, yeah, that's where we got the title from, With You, uh, because that's exactly what it is. This is my personal experience uh, with God. This is how I am in his presence. This is how I am in my prayer times. This is how I am in the stuff that I'm going through when I'm reading his word, when I'm inviting him into things. Uh, so, yeah, that's where the title came from. Let me ask you, man. You've been you've been rapping for a while now, and I've had the privilege to know you for uh, almost ten years now. Um, when was the first time you picked up a mic? When was the first time you started falling in love with hip hop? And when oh, did you goodness. start? When did you start doing it for the Lord? Okay, so yeah, this is a long story. I'm going to try to sum it up uh, as much as I can. So honestly, I got into hip hop. Uh, I was in 10th grade. I, I'll never forget this. I was in 10th grade and um, it was in my math class. Again, this is very meaningful to me. And uh, we were in math and then I had uh, two friends that I used to hang out with in the, in the back of the classroom because I wasn't interested in doing work. And so I hung out with the, you know, the, the people who are back in the back listening to music. And uh, they were listening to a track called <clears throat> The Fantastic Four. And uh, this came out in the 90s. This was back in the 90s. I would say 97, probably. And um, there was this track on there where these great lyricists were on there and they were just kind of giving their best. And I heard a rapper uh, called Cannabis at the time. And the way he was just articulate with his words, his metaphors, his punchlines, I fell in love with rap right there. And I never, I never... I don't know how I can say this, but I, I, I've heard rap before, but it was at that moment I fell in love with it because I love the craft of wordplay. I love listening to lyricists and wordsmith. And this the way he was just articulating his rhymes and the style that he was doing it, it just made me fall in love with rap. But at that point, I didn't really think that I can do it. I just loved it and began to appreciate it. And so um, over the years, uh, you know, I listened to it more, listened to it more. I would pick up a pen and write some words that rhyme, but never really, really got into it. And to get a little personal, it was probably in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s, um, where uh, God was really dealing with me uh, in terms of uh, my relationship with my father. And um, my father, you know, he's not with my mother. He ended up uh, marrying uh, someone else had a whole different family that wasn't me. And it just, I had a hard time dealing with it. Um, you know, my father being in and out of my life. And so around my early twenties, uh, God was really dealing with me about forgiving him and embracing his new family. And, um, you know, I had to come to a point where I said, you know what, Lord, I have to forgive. If I want to move forward with you, uh, Lord, I have to forgive. And so, um, I, I, I decided to accept my father and his new family. Now, you know, I'm, I'm in my late teens, early 20s, and I'm still wrestling with things with the Lord. I wasn't like fully sanctified and saved at that point, but I knew God was starting to do a work in me. And I remember going to my dad's house, but I, 
because he's been in and out of my life, I really didn't have nothing to connect with him on, you know, outside that I'm his son. And so um, while I was visiting him, I had um, my stepbrother uh, who was always listening to instrumentals and writing. And again, I've been in love with the art form. So I would always just, just I, since he was just a couple years younger than me, I would just, just kind of hang out with him and hear what he wrote and, and, and like, oh, you know, whatever the case may be. He's teaching me how to write. Like, he's like, this is how you do a verse. This is what a punchline is. This is what you do before a hook. And he just kind of laid it out for me. And I was just drawn to it. And I think it, it wasn't, uh, it was shortly after that I just started writing and just sharing it with him. And then we just started like going back and forth with the rapping. Now at that time, like I said, God was doing the work in me. I wasn't fully saved and sanctified. So I was doing a little bit of gangster rap at the time, knowing that I had to forgive my father, knowing that God was working on me with that. He was working on me with a lot of other things. And um, yeah, he, you know, we, I was doing gangster rap and, um, you know, I went by the artist name of LOS at the time. I don't even remember what it stood for. And uh, yeah, me and my brother would do like these mixtapes, like, physical cassette tapes that we would record and over secular beats and rhyming and all that stuff. Um, but you know, the Lord was dealing with me and eventually he kind of took me out of that and, and completely says, Hey, it's either me or the world. You can't have both. And so I'm like, Lord, if, if a relationship with you is really real, then I want it. I, I didn't, I didn't want religion at the time. And I think when I, when I had prayed that with a sincere heart, God said it is real and look what I can do. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of gave up everything. I gave up listening to secular music and I just started rhyming for the Lord. And um, I remember I changed LOS at the time for whatever it was to Life Overcoming Sin. Um, and that was my artist's name. And I was I used to be a part of a group called CFC, Crusaders for Christ. Sounds so corny now. Um, and, you know, I would just rap with the, the youth group that I was a part of. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I got into rap. And that's how I ended up picking the mic. and. Um, that's how I ended up doing a uh, Christian rap. I feel like um, you know my my church had um, had a rap group. I can't remember the name, but um, <laughs> you look back at it, it's, it's, it can get a little cheesy sometimes. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> but those are memories, though. Those yeah, are memories that I'll memories, forever carry for sure. with me, and those are bonds with people that I that I still have to this day. Um, we still reminisce about the old days, but uh, yeah, super cheesy. <laughs> So I want to get into the album here. Um, okay. Thank you for sharing that story. You know, we just got done playing the intro track, and I didn't play it all the way, but um, and towards the end of the track, of that intro track, you were asking God to use you. And and you, you kept repeating that, God, use me. Um, sometimes we ask God to use us, but we still seem lost. And so what 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 is it? what's truly happening when we're asking God to use me? What is it, you know, what were you asking God? What does it mean to you? Or what are we truly asking God? Hey, use me. Like, what are we getting ourselves into? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a whole uh, three hour conversation. Uh, yeah, I think asking God to use you is, is understanding that there is, um, a purpose greater than you, that there's a calling greater than just what, what's in front of you and, and you making yourself available for God to, to use you for that purpose, whatever the purpose might be. Um, for this, for this album, I would say I wanted God to, to use me, um, to, uh, facilitate worship. 
you know, you would hear that from worship teams who sing Hillsong and who sing Elevation Worship. Uh, but I wanted to be used through hip hop. I wanted I wanted God to use me for uh, people to listen to this and 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 they can want to worship and they can want to step into the presence of God and they would want to enjoy uh, the manifestation of, of the Holy Spirit. And so um, that's kind of what I was praying for when it came to this intro. But yeah, asking God to use you, it, it's literally asking, it's it's literally you saying, God, I recognize that there's a purpose that you mean that's greater than what I see and that's greater than what I see. In and so I want to make myself available uh, for me to be used at the capacity that you see me uh, operating in rather than what I could imagine. Um, and yeah, it, it's 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 not an easy ask. I mean, it's it's an easy ask, but it's not an easy task. And so um, what that means is that you might have to give up a lot of things. Um, you might have to give up uh, the things that, that you hold closest to you for God to use you. Um, and that's why I say, you know, when you're asking God to use you, you got to look beyond the mirror. Um, because if you're only looking at the mirror, then then God can't do too much with that. Because uh, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. And so uh, when God wants to use you, it's to impact the world at some form. You may not be a, a global preacher or, or traveling from state to state or, or city to city ministering the gospel. But um, God can use you to impact someone, to impact someone, to impact someone that can really affect or bring some type of global change. Um, and I believe that with all my heart, but uh, it does mean that I have to go beyond myself. It does mean that I have to look beyond my comfort and be willing to lay those things down for the sake of uh, whatever purpose uh, God want, has for me and whatever uh, God wants to use me for. Does that answer your question? Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's its, it's its own class right there. Yes, I want to get into yes. another track here. I'm going to go into uh, track number three here. Uh, actually... Okay. Yeah, we're going with track number three here, and uh, this this truly the steering, this truly really impacted me. We're gonna get into the verse right here. Decrease me for your increase. Please release the grace, cause I know you play for keep see. So please. So Carlos, how can believers position their hearts to listen to God? How does that yeah, process that, happen? 
That's a, a phenomenal question. And I think we we try to over supernaturalize it, if that's a term. Um, I think it starts with uh, honoring the, the, the word of God first. I think um, something that I had to learn was to value the Bible and value what God said in the Bible first um, before, you know, before I started asking him, oh, Lord, speak to me personally. Um, and, and again, those those ways can be different. Um, sometimes it can be a thought. Sometimes it can be uh, uh, something that you're that you're feeling here. Some people say, "I feel something in my spirit." That's the lingual that we use. But honestly, I really had to learn how to really dive deep into the Word of God and and find out what His heart was within the Word of God. What did Jesus say? What did God say? And 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 honor that and and learn to to respond to that as truth before I started um, asking like, "Oh Lord, just speak to me." and and tell me some things and, and let me know what you're saying and what you're thinking. Um, and, uh, you know, once I kind of did that and, and decided to make the Bible an authority over my life, um, because that's what really like starting what God says, um, is making it authority because he's called Lord for a reason. And so, um, once I said, you know what, the Bible is going to be my authority. Um, then I started praying and asking like, Lord, okay, I want to hear from you. I know that you actively speak. I know that you actively have thoughts and, you know, it's not just what you said in the Bible and that's it. And so I remember talking to my pastor at the time about this. Um, and he's like, Carlos, you know, if you get a, a sense of something and, and, um, you feel that you hear from God, you know, try it out. Um, and you know, see what the result is and, and you're going to know quickly, that it, 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 it was from God or it could have been your own imagination or whatever the case may be. And I remember this, and, and this is a true story and glory be to God for this. I remember um, I was in service in my old church and um, the there was worship going on um, and the worship team were doing their thing and God was just moving. And I remember getting feelings to something to go up and pray for the worship leader. And uh, there was just a sense of saying like the worship leader needs prayer, go up and pray for her. And I was really wrestling because honestly, I know the worship leader, she was a friend of mine. Um, she was married and uh, she was trying to have a baby and they have had several miscarriages uh, up to that point. And so I was like, okay, this is me feeling bad for her. Uh, this is me just in my own feelings. And I just kept getting that sense, something pushing me, go, go pray for her, go pray for her, go pray for her. And so I, I remember the words of my pastor that says, try it out. So I stepped up in faith uh, while she was worshiping. I don't recommend that everyone do this because um, there should be order. And so I stepped in faith and I stepped on the altar team and she was singing and I whispered in her ear, says, look, I'm just being obedient. I placed my hands on her and I just prayed for healing and I prayed for a miracle and all that stuff. And um, she was fine with it. She kept singing. She kept moving forward. Later that day, she had texted me. She says, uh, thank you for praying for me. And I said, just being obedient, you know, the Christian answer. And um, I think if it was either later that day or the next day, she says, hey, I want to thank you for praying for me again. And I said, no worries. You don't have to thank me again. She's like, you don't understand. Nobody knows this, but I'm pregnant. And uh, I was like, whoa. Wow. Um, wow. And um, that was uh, 
yeah, she gave birth to a beautiful baby girl um, after that. And then she gave birth to another beautiful baby girl after that. And um, her kids actually became my kids' friends and, and close friends. And so, yeah, I mean, I say all that to say that I understood that God's word was an authority and I had to store what was written in the Bible first and, and, and make a decision like, I'm going to believe this is your word. I'm going to believe that this isn't your word of the past, that this is your word for now. And I'm going to apply it with the help of the Holy Spirit to the best of my ability. And I think in that God says, okay, you honored what I've given you already. Now you're ready for me to speak and, 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 and share with you some things. Um, that you weren't ready for before. So I think it starts with honoring the word of God and, 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 and recognizing it for what it is, as a word that is relevant, as a word that does apply to you, as, as, as if it was coming out of the word, out of the mouth of God, because it did. Honoring it as, as such, I think, prepares you uh, for you to be very familiar with God's voice. Um, and also for you to discern what's not God's voice. Um, and so that's why the, the, the Bible, the word of God is so important. Um, if you want to position yourself to hear God is position yourself to honor that first for what it really is um, and, and recognize it as authority. There's a track on here that you have called How You Love Me. And to me, it sounds like a respond to the songs of Solomon. It just it's so intimate. It's so powerful. It's so detailed in the intimacy. And I'm going to play it for about a minute and a half. And one of the things that. I want you to, to reflect on it. I'm going to ask you the question now, but I want you to answer it after I play it. And that song is, the question is, I want you to explain the intimacy of this track. What was your, what was the, the meaning behind it? Why did you go so intimate with it? Um, explain what an intimate relationship with God means. And I, I'm so excited uh, to hear your response. I'm going to play this now. I'm in love with your heavenly jealousy His secretly speaking is telling me Your grace is sufficient, your mercy is rich It's just thinking your love isn't failing me Never you bail on me, never Or even derail on me, ever Your anger is fast as a snail on the grass Let me capture and grasp what you have for me You removed the veil, you limit the distance Became an assassin and killed the division Between you and I, overwhelming your sisters Despite all my glitches, I'm in this position And Jesus, you given to me who died and was risen for me. for me My heart is my lips and the weight in your kisses My soul feels your finger just tight in your grip Yes, a weight has been lifted I wait and I listen, I'm hearing you speak Your whisper is deep, is your voice in the thunder? Hands in the tide keeps taking me under Arms open wide, it's making me wonder Is this even real? What you really reveal? Kinda hard to explain how you making me feel Your grace is revealed to me, never concealed from me Can't comprehend all the love that you feel for me, feel for me You show me you love me, you show me your son With his arms open wide on the tree He was hung, Jesus death for my life Till his bleeding was done Yes, your heart was a snare, I was beating the drum My heart beating, I love you Not keeping me from the love that you offer I bring and I offer the breath of my lungs Lungs You're patient, you're kind, never counting my wrongs Never using my rights to determine your longing for me This oh, is right, so I'm Some right. powerful, powerful lyrics, man and I, and I noticed that you changed your voice a little bit for this particular track but yeah. I'll, I'll repeat the question again explain the intimacy of this track 
This uh, this track was actually inspired by a worship song uh, that came out a few years ago, um, which is uh, uh, He Loves Us. I don't know if you remember that song, Joe. Um, he is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane. So you can you can actually see that there's a lot of influence of that song. Yeah. In, you and I have had multiple one. conversations about that track. Oh my gosh, I that that song like a sloppy um, wet kiss. Yes, exactly. That song really it was the first time and, and I'm saying I'm not saying other songs aren't like that, but for me it was the first time I really heard a song that talked deeply about the love of God and what it really was. And they did it so poetically that it, it just ministered to my soul. And so um after hearing that song, I honestly, I, I wrote the lyrics to this song uh, on that instrumental. Um, and uh, so it came from being inspired to talk about the love of God in such a poetic way, uh, just like the Song of Solomon did. Um, you know, the also, infer- the, also the, the inspiration from it comes from like, again, me taking the Bible at its authority. Um, and so when we hear that, sometimes we, we tend to look at the rule book, you know, the Bible is my authority. So if it says I shouldn't, you know, do this, then I'm not going to do this. Yeah, that's a part of it. But the Bible is my authority. And the Bible says that um, God loves me. The Bible is my authority. And it says that his thoughts toward me outnumber the, every grain of sand on the earth. Uh, the Bible is my authority. And it says that he's always thinking about me. The Bible's my authority, and he says so much about how much he cares for me, how much that he loves me, um, what he was willing to do to put himself on the cross for me. Like the Bible says that, and so because I made that a, my authority, that's my truth. And so um, this song comes from like, like me just being blown away. Like, oh my gosh, God, you love me, and not only you love me, this is how you proved it. Like if you listen to the lyrics of the song. I'm very passionate about this song, by the way. Um, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's all scripture. Um, you know, I'm in love with your heavenly jealousy. Scripture says that he's jealous for us. Um, your grace is sufficient. Your mercy is riches. Just thinking your love never failing me. That's 1 Corinthians 13. You know, love never fails. Um, never you bail on me or uh, even derail on me. Your anger is fast wow. and it moves like a snail. The Bible talks about how God is slow to anger. Mm. Um, the whole entire song is, is is scripture's love letter to us on how much God loves us, how much Jesus loves us. So that's that's where the intimacy of that song comes from. It's me just, again, taking the Bible at its authority and just saying, oh, my gosh, Lord, you, you love me. And it, it's not a vague three-letter response to things. Like, you do. These are the, the many, 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 many examples. And so being inspired by... Um, how he loves us, uh, being inspired by the scriptures of truth um, that talks about his love for us. I was like, I got to do a song and 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 I got to just just love on God for loving me. And then right after that, there's a track called With You. Oh, yeah. And, and sometimes we think that God doesn't love us or listen to us. And, and I want you to explain what the word worthy means. In the context, worthy? worthy, yeah. In the context of someone who wants to know God more, more of God. You know, when we say 
you are worthy when we say i'm not worthy what exactly are we saying because that's what we're that's what yeah. I'm getting with this track. Yeah, honestly, with, when it comes to being worthy, um, again, it's you have to understand that God love, God's love. You have to understand that he has so many thoughts about you. Um, you have to understand uh, that he knit you together in, in the womb of your mother. Uh, you have to understand just the depths of God's love for you um, to to not wrestle with this idea if I'm worthy or not. Um, because I think we, we, we look at it in, in, in human terms and we equate worthiness to performance. And so we feel as though like my performance doesn't deem me as worthy, but God wow. is not necessarily looking at your performance. Um, God knew what your performance was going to be uh, when he was knitting you together in the womb of your mother. Wow. Um, so it, it, it's beyond performance. And so um, we get so tied up in performance. Um, but again, go back, go back to what God says about you. Go back to um, your identity in Christ. Like you're a son. Um, and honestly, my sons, they have days where they perform well. I have a five-year-old and eight-year-old. They have days they perform well. And then they have days that they don't perform well. It doesn't make them unworthy for them to live in my house. It doesn't make them unworthy uh, to, 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 to experience the abundance that they have, uh, you know, being a part of my family, um, they're never unworthy for any of that. I'm always going to love them whether they perform well or not. Now, if they don't perform well, then yeah, there's some things I might be upset with them about, but my love isn't compromised for them. Um, and so, yeah, I think that the idea of us being worthy, we need to go beyond our, our, our own uh, performance our issues with our own performance and, and really lean into what God and what he's saying. I remember a time, um, I was, uh, and I, I don't know, can, can I be real blunt and, and honest on this, Joe? And, and, and talk about some things here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go. All right. I remember, um, back in my, my early teens, um, you know, I, I struggle with pornography and, right. and masturbation and 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 you know um and i was still going to church like many of us like many of us yeah absolutely and that was I, I was i struggled with that a lot almost every day and um you know and, and and i would get convicted and i would ask for forgiveness and i would get convicted and i would ask for forgiveness and i remember one time um i i just said lord i'm i'm sick of this like god how can you forgive me time and time and time and time again and um, you know, Lord, I keep you know I keep messing this up, and then I just I just felt a, a voice just speaking to me that says, um, "What are you talking about? I don't remember your sin." And then I had to go back to Scripture because that's my authority, and it, it says that that you know God God I don't remember what verse it was, but it talks about how God remembers every sin that we repent for. So I was getting a clean slate this whole time um and i'm not making an excuse that I, you know i'm not saying you should continue to sin because you're going to get a clean slate every day but god's mercy renews every morning so right. every morning i had a clean slate so my performance from yesterday is not going to determine um, what i can walk in the next day because i got a clean slate because his mercy renewed itself every single morning 
And so here I am be beating myself up because I keep on falling and I keep on sinning and I keep on feeling I'm unworthy, not realizing that I had a clean slate every morning because his mercy renewed every single morning. Wow. Um, so, so that's that's dealing with my own. I'm not worthy. Um, to say that God is worthy is is just to recognize that He is good, um, and He is awesome, and He deserves our praise and our glory despite our own circumstances. Um, you know, the Bible says, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." Um, the Bible talks about how good God is, how powerful He is, how sovereign He is, how loving He is. And so to say, Lord, you are worthy is saying, Lord, my circumstance may not look like the way I want it to, but you're you're worthy. You're good. So I'm going to give you praise because it's beyond my because you are beyond my circumstance. Your goodness is beyond my circumstance. Your sovereignty is beyond my circumstance. And so, you know, being saying, God, you're worthy is is really having the ability to remove yourself from your circumstance and and recognize the goodness of god um be, even beyond what he's doing in your own life and 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 that's something that we have to learn and we have to do intentionally because sometimes we can get so caught up well god i want to say that you're good but my situation isn't what i want it to be and and i had to learn like no god is still good despite what your situation is what you know what it is despite if your situation is what you want it to be or not right and right. So, and so that's that's what me crying out worthy to god is is me getting out of my own stuff and say god you're just you're bigger than me you're bigger than my perspective you're bigger than 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 my perceptions and so yeah you're worthy you're worthy of praise you're worthy of glory you're worthy of my time you're worthy of my talents you're worthy of my my treasure um, you're worthy of it. And so, uh, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's take a look. Let's take a listen to this track. Of you, I'm only a branch To remove myself from you, I stand the loneliest man See you hold the big picture, I'm only holding a glance Plus you offer who you are, I ask for more in advance Add less of me, the recipe for God-given destiny You get my second best, but I give you the best of me Confession, a necessity for the heart of surrender I'm done with the paintbrushes, with the art of pretending That I'm sufficient, minus Yahweh, this position's where you find me Taking all of my accomplishments, dismiss them, put it behind me I'd be lying if I said my trying puts me where I need to be I need to be at Jesus' feet Reason you were keeping me, believing you're the reason for my breathing and what beats in me. The reason for the peace in me, the reason for the meek in me. Easily my strength when I confess that I am weak, you see. So when it come to you and me, I don't believe in secrecy, no. All of me, I give to you. Cause all of you, you give to me, you give to me. There's something about you I cannot deny You showed me too many things I just cannot describe And I, I'm so in awe of you I'm not gonna hide And just the taste of your goodness Helps me swallow my pride That's why I'm not ashamed Just to say hi, I adore you You show me who you are And I just want more of you I'm calling you Abba I'm calling you Dad Your 
so wonderful God I give you all that I have All that I am is yours cause you truly deserve it My faults under the surface you still calling me worth it Even more by your grace I know you're calling me your son And you're the same God who hung all the stars up in the sun Oh wow it hit me now I'm related to a king Created in your image you're amazing so I sing hallelujah Lord praises every day your name All I want is more of you with the song that I sing Father Wow, man. Wow, dude. I, I, I thought this was, um, I don't know, it was something about this beat that really captivated me. I don't want to say it was your best beat. I don't want to come off like, I mean, are, the, beats, all the beats were hot. But this, to me, this track right here, right here was just so, um, for, for being such a simple beat, it was so complex. You know what yeah. I mean? But, you know, I, I, I leave you um, with this last question. You know, my wife and I were doing a, uh, a, con a youth convention coming up in March, and um, we're, we're titling the convention A Heartbeat of Worship. And we we just feel that in order to truly worship God in the way that he's supposed to be worshipped, I mean, there needs to be a relationship with him. And I just feel like um, you can't make an album like this if you don't have a relationship with him. Yeah. And um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about that? Just just the this what does worship mean to you wow that's a, a very complex question um it's an easy question to ask but it's very complex to answer um man worship means a lot of things um to me um but the one of the lessons that i've learned about worship uh, that really just destroyed me was the first time that it was that it was mentioned in the bible and it was when uh, Abraham was going to uh, up the mountain to sacrifice Isaac. And uh, he tells his servants, you know, you stay here. Me and the boy are going uh, up to the mountain to worship and uh, we'll be back. And so the truth was Abraham was going up to the mountain to lay down the very thing that he held, uh, the, the very thing that he held most valued was his son that God promised him. And that was the first time worship was ever mentioned in the Bible. Um, and so I've learned that worship is not a song. Uh, worship is not a set that you do. Worship is not an album. Worship is willing to lay anything down because God has asked you to. Despite how crazy it sounds, despite what you feel it's going to add up to or lead to that's what worship is is to say god i honor you as king i honor you as god and here is my life here is um everything that you want from me even the things that you've given me i will lay out at your feet because you are worthy and because you know all and so that's what worship is but you're right joe it it, it does your worship gets deeper as you begin to have a personal relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with God. When you when you understand um, that you are loved, when you understand that you are called, when you understand that you are chosen, that you are set apart, not only to do great things in this world, but for the sake of being with God. Understanding that 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 God. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, 
Um, that's such an important verse, and, and it's 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 the foundation of all that we believe um, that G, that God will send His Son down because He could not stand being separated from us. God could not stand being physically distant from us, so that He would send His Son, son down to be an ultimate sacrifice, so that we no longer have the veil to keep us uh, far from His presence. That God can speak with us directly. That God can interact with us directly. Um, and so understanding that, understanding how much he loves me has really allowed me to say, God, this is a relationship. This isn't religion. Um, and, and, and we hear that so many, I've heard that my whole life, but I never understood it until again, my, 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 honestly, I gave my heart to the Lord when I said, God, if this relationship thing is real, then show me it is. That's when I gave my life to the Lord for real. I grew up in church. Um, but I, I didn't truly give my life to the Lord until then. And so he said, it is real. Watch. And again, I'm just in his word and realizing, wow, I'm loved. And I, I'm realizing that I'm chosen. And I'm realizing that that there's a greater thing for my life, a greater call, a greater purpose for my life. And so that's my worship comes from how good he is and, and how 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 messed up that I am, you know, and again, this isn't me condemning myself because I'm not, I know who I am in, in Jesus, but realizing how messed up that I am and how, how to my own devices, I, I'm, I'm a liar at heart. You know, I'm an adulterer at heart. I'm a, I'm a thief and all these things, but yet he still loves me. Yet he still forgives me. Um, yet he still calls me. Yet he still wants to build me up. Yet I, there's nothing that I can do to separate be separated from his love um and 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 seeing the examples of that in the bible i'm like yeah god i'm so in love with you and 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 i trust you with my life and i i trust you with my heart and so i will give you anything i mean that's one of the reasons why i'm here in arizona why i left philly why i left my comfort zone why i left my family why i left my friends why i left um i didn't leave my church but why you know i i allowed my church to send me out um, to Arizona. I was like, God, if, if you want me to go to Arizona because you have something different for me there, I, I am willing to put my comfort on the line uh, for the sake of you because you love me and, 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 and you have something great for me. And, and, and I may not see it right away and I may not see it for a couple years, but I trust you. And so that's what worship really is. It's, it's not just singing a song. It's not just, just, you know, listening to an album, closing your eyes and, and saying a bunch of phrases. It's 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 giving God your life and, and allowing him to love you and responding to that love um, through your actions, through your song, through your dance, through your art, through your through your money, um, through your church attendance, through your serving. Uh, that's that's what worship is, is allowing God to love you. That, that, that Here's a simple answer to that long answer. Worship is allowing God to love you and then expressing uh, your love for him through the means which he's given you to express that. And so you don't need vocals and you don't need bars and you don't need beats. Um, if you got a dollar in your pocket, you can love God with a dollar in your pocket. Um, if you got a business you're running, you can love God with the business that you're running. Um, if you got a family, you can love God through that. And so um, it is just your expression to God's love for you uh, with whatever God gives you. That's my definition of worship.